Hey everybody, hope you're doing great. Sitting here with my pastor, Rob McCoy. Do you like this new setup? Charlie, I love it. It's it, it, it's comforting. It could also I, couple as, to put my arms. I know it could kind of couple as kind of a meal preparedness table too. Yeah, yeah. And it also hides my gut, which is I'm really good. So Rob, you're being criminalized. Uh yeah. What's the update? Well, uh, so Monday uh, we we go before the judge, and uh, we we had an emergency temporary restraining order put upon us by a previous judge. Uh, the the second judge we papered the first one because he was political and predictable. The second judge uh, ruled that we were in contempt, fined us, and the order stands. So every time we're open, every violation's an, another set of fines. So we're accumulating it because we've refused to close. And uh, we're, we're being brought before the judge uh, this Monday. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do. They, that, there could be jail time. There could be an increase in fines. I, I have no idea. But um, this, this is the state of the church in America. We've been wide open, no masks, no social distancing, in, in violation of the governor's, uh, I, can't, I can't say it's a codified law. He, he's, he's put this out there, but this isn't, this isn't lawful. And we've been in violation of it. Um, and, and here's what's interesting. We haven't had one case of COVID been wide open since May 31st. No masks, no social distancing. We've got ionization machines and UV lights in our air ducts and hand sanitizer. But you can't worship with a mask on your face six feet apart and have fellowship. And so the church is open because the church is essential, and that's where we stand. So it's interesting. I want to dive into something that I haven't heard you say before. A body of a legislature and an executive and a judicial did not put this forward. This is almost by edict. It is by edict. So that's a differentiation. I think that's important, right? Right. That this was not done through a del- nor should nor even if it was done through that deliberative process, would it make it any more or less moral? Because it isn't. But I think it almost it further delegitimizes this kind of dictate from Newsom, because this was not voted on by a no. legislature. And, and in addition, not only is he called the church non-essential in violation of the First Amendment, but allowing cannabis distributors to be essential, and abortion, factors. And abortion uh, clinics to be essential, and liquor stores to be essential, he, he declares a church to be non-essential, which is a violation of the First Amendment. There's no legislative action, but in a time of pandemic, and it's even hard to justify pandemic at this point, and even though the, the numbers are precipitously dropping in California, you know, case numbers, you know, that's dependent on testing. But hospitalizations and deaths are dropping. And yet the, 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 the draconian measures of the governor are increasing. He went from a six-quadrant box where we had fulfilled five of the six boxes, excuse me, five of the six boxes. And the last one was semantics. It was number of positive tests per day equivalent with the number of testing. So if we lowered the testing to the state limit, of course the positive tests would drop and we're open. Well, he moves that goalpost, gets rid of it, and gives us a four color-coded tier system, purple, red, orange, yellow, and immediately puts Ventura County into purple. Even though we have one one-hundredth of one percent death rate and, and hospitalizations are down, everything's down. The the, the number of hospitalizations is, is lower than it was in April and March and uh, even going into May and June. And here we are just locked down, businesses destroyed, and wanting to arrest congregants and maybe the pastor and or so, probably pastor and maybe congregants, I should so say. So it's been in front of a judge. Mm-hmm. Two judges. But 
who 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 referred it to a judge because there's no indictment yet correct yeah so um there's five county supervisors in ventura county and three of the three of the five supervisors and and they're it's partisan uh one though independent leans democrat and the other two are democrat and they're all running for office except for the independent and they got complaints by covid karens and covid carls and so they they move forward to want to implement this uh and 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 so they asked a judge to give an emergency restraining order and the judge granted it he got was it. political and predictive they found the one that would do it we papered him and then judge o'neill has been far more uh, far, far more logical and understanding yeah. and those three supervisors got a backlash because people reached out and said this is just unprecedented so the judge that you're gonna see on monday could refer you for criminal indictment is that in the cards i'm trying to understand it's a bizarre legal construct for me because it, it usually goes through a da office or something when right. you have right I, that's I, we haven't had a trial well There's, of course not you're not indicted yeah. for anything i'm not indicted so that's why, why but i'm being held in contempt of court for violating a te an emergency temporary restraining order but they haven't proven that we are a danger in any capacity no i know so but the they would have to at some point, wouldn't this have to involve a district attorney or something? I, I, or? Would, I would think so, yeah. There's nothing codified with what they're enforcing. No, but the, the, the judge, judges have limited policing power, though. They can, if you interrupt their courtroom, they can do whatever they want to you. But I guess a judge put forth the restraining order, right? And so then... The other judge had to rule on the violation of that Which is that, order. that's what's coming up. Well, no, the, the, the second judge did rule that I was in violation of that but it was a fine, right? It was, it was, it was a the, fine. Was the remedy? Yeah, and they wanted, they wanted attorney fees, and they wanted a, whatever, and they wanted to allow armed personnel to come in and cite up to a thousand does, uh, either members or visitors to our church, and that citation, if you have a concealed carry permit, you lose it. If you're, if you have an NROTC scholarship and you get one of those citations, you will lose your scholarship. These th these are serious, uh, you know issuances by by the yeah. county so then this next meeting with the judge is on what the continued defiance of yeah, the emergency the continued defiance Got it. Of the with a new judge is it now a third so, judge that you haven't dealt with no no it's the same judge judge o'neill this, this is this is the one that seems to be somewhat reasonable yeah and so but he's not he is he's going to just basically ask for i'm just trying to get an understanding ask for an admission of guilt or ask for because there's no there's no accusation of a crime, is there? Well, so the first time that they they granted, it's, it's this is weird gray area of the law. I'm not quite understanding it. So they sent out health officers to the church after the first judge gave the emergency temporary restraining order, and they sent the health officers out to observe us. They weren't permitted in the building, but from a distance they observed us that that we were violating the social distancing and and the and the no masks uh, or the mask ruling. And so they had a 61-page report that they put before the judge saying we're in violation of the restraining order. Every one of these folks that testified, there were three witnesses, they all perjured themselves because a congregant who was in the parking lot because they didn't want to be in the crowd. They, were they weren't wearing masks, they right. were, they, But they were, they were listening to the FM station parked next to the county vehicle and saw these three county workers in the car, not social distancing, not wearing masks, and took a picture, presented it to them. They perjured themselves. And yet it was still admissible. They still find us. It, I, I think the judge wants it to go away, but the county may push and, and try to. Uh, they've been watching our live streams, trying to take pictures of, you know, that they're, they're doing whatever they can. And so it is conceivable, but probably unlikely that criminal indictments could come forward. I sure hope not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I hope that there won't be any criminal indictment. I, I can't see how that'd be.
Yeah. But I, I could see them going to that level. I hope not, obviously. But that's that's who these people are. When you're are. trying to prove something nefarious that really you don't have any evidence or empirical data, you, you, you got to do something serious if people are going to buy what you're trying to sell. And people are getting tired of this. And, and the governor is destroying businesses. Kids are out of school. Uh, people can't be with their loved ones when they're dying. I mean, it's just all that's happened to California as a result of this. And, and COVID is not panning out with what they said was going to happen. And we've known this for a long time Since now. Since April. Since April. Mid-April. Yeah. And, and you know, the, all the models that they gave us of 2.2 million people dying and on and none of it, none of it came back. They say 200,000 deaths in the United States. CDC points out 6% are from COVID. In our own county of the tragically over 100 deaths, a little over 100 deaths, only two were from COVID. The rest with, were with COVID. With COVID. Uh, an overdose, a guy died of a drug overdose, tested positive for COVID, COVID death. A car accident, crushed lung, tested positive for COVID, COVID death. This is the over 100 deaths in the county, which is still one one hundredth of 1%. But the reality is only two were from COVID, a 94-year-old male and a, a female in her late 70s. That's it. Everyone else, comorbidities, issues, yeah. And so, the, but the marijuana dispensaries Wide remain open. open. Yep. Abortion factories Wide open. open. And BLM is allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah. BLM's allowed to run in the streets and no masks, no social distancing. The governor embraces it. He he praises it. Uh, interesting, when they burned the, the businesses, 75% of the businesses that were burned and looted in Los Angeles were all Jewish-owned. Targeted hate crime and nothing said about that. Mm-hmm. And here we are as a church, and they want us to meet outside with masks. And I don't know if you know this, but two weeks ago, in the Conejo Valley where we reside, it was hotter in the Conejo than it was in Phoenix. And they wanted us outside with masks on. That's really healthy, isn't it? Isn't that just brilliant? They don't care about health. No, they don't care about health or the church. No. They care about power. Yep. They care about dogma and the narrative. And and trying to control an election. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And all, I mean, if they actually cared about health, they'd be talking about how one out of four of young people in this country in the last 90 days have contemplated suicide. Yeah, and that when churches are shut, there's a five times greater risk of suicide. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. So there was a conversation that someone you and I both know had with a pastor in this area. I don't have to say any names. And they said it's our moral obligation to keep our churches closed. That it is... This what's, is what's moral about that? This is what a lot of... We get emails all the time from our listeners at freedom at charliekirk.com. You guys can always email us. Where they say, Charlie, I love what I love having past hearing Pastor Rob on your show. I love what you guys are doing, but my pastor refuses to open, and he says that it's theologically and biblically immoral to open the church right now. Rick Warren from California. I'm going to say his name because he's big enough to take it. He's a big he's a big guy. Yeah, I sent you that email. Yeah, uh, well, and I got I received it from a number number of other folks, and I saw the verses he used to justify it. I but just Rick Warren, me, I can't purpose driven life, Saddleback Church, yep. Orange County, California. Again, I'm not saying this out of any sort of spite. I'm just—he's done wonderful things. I'm just saying, but we, in this in this situation, he's a big guy. He can handle it. I'm not picking on the, the, the small here, but he can, he said we got to keep the church closed indefinitely, <laughs> and he sent this whole diatribe. Rob, we're reading from the same Bible. Why are we having just two completely different ways to handle this thing? Yeah, I, early on, my patience, especially with the pastors in our community that we have a great fellowship with. 
Uh, I love hope's all things. I told you that. And I'm looking at these pastors, and I'm 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 contending with them. They know what I'm going through. I've I've done 180 nightly live streams, no less than 10 doctors, psychologists. We've done all of that. We've laid out the data. I mean, you, you've had Dr. Keith Rose on your program. We've known about this stuff and the insights that he's had since February. February. I'd say even January. We we knew about the the Diamond Princess or whatever that is, and and so. I've, I've been telling these pastors, and at this point, when we know the CDC's reported it, we know what I've been facing in the county, I'm looking at these guys going, why are you not open? There is, there is, there is zero evidence to say that you are helping the community. You are hindering the community. I would say to Rick Warren to his face, a, a, as my brother in Christ, you are not helping anyone by remaining closed. But he's also giving cover fire for the thousands of other yeah. pastors that follow him. Yep. As John MacArthur is giving cover fire for all of us who are open, God bless him. John MacArthur is fearless. And I would say, you know, the second greatest commandment, love, love your neighbor as you, as you love yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. That second commandment, hey, pastor, love your neighbor. Why would you expose them to this virus? I, I, would, I would say to anyone who accuses me of that, the, the first commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind not the governor, but the, the Lord, and then love your neighbors yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. I would say this, I am loving my neighbor. I'm loving my neighbor at a great cost. We're being fined. We're probably going to lose our building. There's a chance of imprisonment. We're contending. We're being, we're, 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 we're being beat up by the press. Uh, we've, I've received death threats. Our congregation has received, we've had protesters. And, and who's the neighbor that we're loving? You, you, you talk about being quarantined and sequestered with your, with your abuser as an abused spouse or an abused child, and you're quarantined with them. And the two mandated reporting agencies, the church and the schools, have all been closed. Your children who have special needs no longer get to go to school, and all of the elected officials say, we're in this together, but they've never missed a paycheck. This is government malfeasance. They've destroyed our businesses. 65% of the restaurants in our county will never reopen. I'm, I'm looking at the pastors. I'm looking at Rick Warren, Pastor Rick Warren. I'm loving my neighbor. What are you doing? Because they're being abused. Their entire life savings is being annihilated and wiped out. And they don't get to be with their loved ones when they're dying in a hospital. For a virus that has a 1 one-hundredth of 1% death rate, and as we're seeing even now, the death rate is equivalent, yes, you're going to hear me say it, to the flu, the influenza. With those CDC numbers, you look at it, that's the reality. And it's, we know it's 65 and older with core morbidity. We have Italian data coming in from Italy. All of the European data proves that. All the models they gave us were wrong. And the governor is making this political. And I would say, why are you allowing this deception to ruin the state and the welfare and the and 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 the life savings and the health, both the the physical and mental and emotional and spiritual health of the populace. So I, I have a question. Is that loving your neighbor? Yeah, so loving your neighbor. I have a question. You, on the previous episode, you talked about the different types of love uh, that are talked about in the Bible: phileo, eros, agape, and there's a fourth. I can never remember what the fourth is. Storge. Storge. So, which is a brotherly love, right? Uh, phileo is what's considered a brother. Okay, what is yeah. storge then? Uh, that's that's a tough one. I, it, 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 
you're, you're going to be hard pressed to find it in the scriptures. Because agape is self-sacrificial love. Yeah, Eros yeah. is romantic love. Yeah, Phileo exactly. is love of a brother. When Christ said, love your neighbor as yourself, which type of love did he tell? I'm just curious. I don't know. Yeah, the, the idea is agape, lay down your life. Greater love has no man than this, than to lay down his life for a friend. I no, no longer call call you servants, I call you friends. So he, he used agape in that yeah, term. Yeah, agape. And so I, I, I suppose, I'm just, I'm just curious. It's a love that serves. You lay your life down. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would imagine, though, that I don't understand what would be loving about by telling people you cannot do something that brings them to get closer to the Lord. It's not force. That's yeah. what I don't understand. It'd be one thing if we were saying, we're going to pass a law that you must go to a mass gathering now. You and I aren't saying that. We're just saying give people the liberty yeah. to be able to do that. And if they don't want to, they don't feel comfortable, and they want to sit in their apartment alone with two masks on, that's what is pretty amazing about liberty. You can do that. Yeah. I was, I was on a flight to Sacramento. I got on early, got my favorite seat with the leg room. Just Southwest this, flight, as it Southwest. sounds like. Yeah. Guy sits down next to me with a you know, seat in the middle open. Boom, big guy sits down. He goes, I was in the front, and the woman, he's wearing a mask, talking to his mask. He says, I, I'm sitting up front, and the woman was sniffling, and she was sick. I go, did she have a mask on? He goes, yeah. I go, then if they work, why were you afraid? And he just didn't want to talk to me. Well, I kept pursuing it. And by the time we landed in Sacramento, it was kind of a red pill moment where I was just saying, look, the data doesn't add up. If masks work, why are you worried? I mean, come on. We're all being duped here, friend. And, and he was laughing towards the end, and we started to get it. But I think if anyone should be describing and declaring the truth, it should be pastors. And they should be educated completely on this virus. And not just that, but what the government is attempting to do. Because if, as I say continually, liberty is not man's idea, it's God's idea. And, and they are usurping our liberty. And that's what, that's what Paul would contend for in Galatians, standing fast, therefore, in the liberty for Christ has set you free. I would look at, at Pastor Rick Warren and say, come on, th- they are usurping through tyranny the freedom, the, the God-given freedom, and you're complicit with that. Yes. At, at this point— and, and so he said in his email, I'm paraphrasing here, and again, I, I've, not, I've followed Rick Warren for years. I, I, I was thoroughly blessed. One of the most amazing things in my life happened as a result of that man's ministry. I'm grateful for him. But in this instance, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm confused, too. But what he says in the email, um, it's not a threat of religious liberty because everyone's affected by it. Not true. Why? Well, f- well first of all, uh, why is the church considered non-essential, but cannabis distributors are? And there's a 150% increase in alcohol consumption. Drug use is overwhelming. Why are cons- casinos permitted to be open? Pastor Rick, do you, do you not see the duplicity in this? Do you not see the contradiction in all this? This is a direct attack on religious liberty. They are focused on that. Why, why are they litigating against Pastor John MacArthur? Why are they coming after us? Why are they doing this? And now they're going after James Cadiz and Signal Hill. Right. And, and, and here's another question. Where in the Bible are some people considered essential and others are not? That, that's arbitrary, and especially in our form of government. If you want to follow Romans 13, Pastor Rick, the, the authority in Romans 13 is we the people in a constitutional republic. Learn, Paul understood his Roman citizenship and appealed to it. As, as pastors, we need to understand our American citizenship 
and appeal to it. Lead your people. And he's not alone. There are pastors, uh, Andy Stanley, who uh, allegedly uh, yeah. is supposed to be a popular guy. I've never heard of him before. His dad was pretty amazing. I don't know Andy Stanley that well. He said the church remained closed till next year. Yeah. Every church in America. And if you're open, you're doing something wrong. Well, yeah, I'm paraphrasing I, the language yeah, here, but I, it was I, pretty fierce the way he said yeah, it. Yeah, it was. He was, wasn't it Liberty where he did yeah. that? Yeah. Great school, but I, he was a live streamer. I can't something. believe Liberty allowed that. Um, it's, I mean, they, they allow a lot of things, but. It's, and it was just incredible that's just, just hear that. That's just bad teaching. Or let me, that's ignorant teaching. And, and if you want somebody who's educated to speak at a university, I would pick that person as opposed to someone who's ignorant and speaks of something he knows nothing about. And I, I, and I, I want to, you and I know so many of these pastors, and you and I mentioned them in a previous little thing we did. Sam Musgrave, James Cadiz, Greg Locke, Mike McClure, Cody Cool, Jack Hibbs, Ken Graves, Sam Duth, David Engelhart. And some, many of them have been in our podcast before because there are pastors that are rising Pastor up. Pastor Juergen. But I, yeah, Juergen's amazing. He love is. that guy. Love that guy. Tom Hughes Tom and many Hughes, others. Yeah. They're terrific. And but uh, I, Phil Green in Cisco, Texas. We're, we're going to be with yeah, him. Yeah, you're going to have a chance to see him, yeah. Oh, let's not forget Paul Van Noy. Of course. He's, he's open. He, he's dealing with leukemia and all, core morbidities. Ends up contracting COVID. Has a 20% chance Gets of living. Gets ridiculed by the media. Ridiculed by the media. 20% chance of living. They are ready to bury him and make a story. And he just said to me, even if I die, I want my people to have liberty. He comes out of it. Out Idaho, of Candlelight Church. Yeah, Candlelight Fellowship. And we're going to go up there in Coeur d'Alene. What a cool dude. That guy, what a hero. And so there is something special happening with a certain form of pastors. But I'll tell you the frustrating thing, and I'm in a very unique position here because I, I don't see many people in the political world that are trying to get the Christian world activated like what I'm trying to do. And I'm, it's just I feel called to do it, and I think we're actually making progress with it. I really do. And so then I look at these emails I get from these young people, and I see you on a lot of them. Yeah, they're amazing. Where they say, my pastor says... We must support BLM. Uh, My pa- you see these emails. I do. I do. I'm not paraphrasing. I'm no. not being alarmist. I am. The, this is completely factual. My pastor says the biggest threat to America is systemic racism. Mm. My pastor says we must continue to be closed. And now we're seeing some pastors. And Your pastor friend needs to turn off the television and read his Bible, because you're, you're being fed and you're being you're, you're being indoctrinated, not educated. Yes. Yeah. And so there's a lot of young people that will listen to this, a lot of new parents that are trapped in communities where there are not good, uh, not that many church options, many churches that are closed. And so you say, vote with your feet, leave the church. Yeah. But more broadly, what is, what is your just call to people that are just so frustrated in their churches at this point? I'll give you a perfect example. I went up with uh, Kirk Cameron up to Portland to go assess. You what survived. An- yeah. What Antifa had done. We went by the federal courthouse, all burned out. Antifa were, you know, scoping us out. We were tailed and tracked and followed and the whole bit. We saw the place where the, the Trump supporter was shot and murdered. Uh, we, we saw it all. And then we went and we met with some folks whose lives have been absolutely decimated as a result of, of government malfeasance and not prosecuting folks. And they call them peaceful riots. There's, there's nothing peaceful about it. And we were with police officers that, you know, they, they, they arrest these Antifa and the district attorney releases them. It is complete chaos. They've ruined their communities. One in particular, Jen Jacobson. Uh, she, she runs a cheesecake uh, with store. With her sons, right? With, with her three boys. Single mom. Her 
father abused her when she was a child, physically, emotionally. He, he forced her to wear a paper bag and sit on a chair. And if she asked for the bag to be removed, he made her wear it longer. It became traumatic and claustrophobic where it paralyzed her. She ends up marrying an abusive man who beats the tar out of her, leaves, has her three boys, raises them on her own, puts herself through school, had food stamps for a season, starts her own business, completely off food stamps, employs people, COVID hits. She stands in opposition, won't do mass because she knows what rape victims and, and victims of abuse endure and, and says, I will just assume that you have a medical condition. You're welcome in here if you're not wearing a mask. And they come after her. And she says, and she's crying, she's a believer. She says, I have gone throughout all of the Willamette Valley looking for a church that's open. Silverton, I can't find one. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is someone who's hurting. And they can't find a church that's open. And you're saying, well, watch us on a live stream. Oh, okay, so in the wintertime, can I watch a fireplace on the live stream and stay warm? Oh, no, but it looks like a fireplace and it sounds like a fireplace, but there's no warmth. The, you, you do nothing for her on the Internet. They, those boys need encouragement. They need fellowship. She needs someone to talk to and, and to walk through this with her. And she's getting beat up and no one is standing in her defense because you're collecting your ties while everyone's watching TV. There's work to be done. Stand up in defense of these folks, it's the widow October, and the orphan and, and they're all still close. And they're still close for no medical reason whatsoever. That doesn't hold water. We know about the virus. But Rob, just to kind of contribute a little, not devil's advocate, but just something that I'm, I'm wrestling with. We know the list of good pastors and there's more out there's there. There's a lot more. Yeah. But Rob, you and I had this conversation back in June. Yeah. What's going on here? What, what, why is there no, no, why, why are the pastors okay with it? Do they actually believe in the gospel? No, that's, what, that's where I go to. Yeah. I actually don't, I, like, I say, if you're not open, I doubt your faith. That's simple. No, seriously. No, I, I, I hear you. I, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I would say this. When, how could you be closed yeah. in Portland? I mean, how could you do that? Yeah. It's not changing. Some are. Not enough. Not fast enough. I agree. You said, you said in Portland she can't find a she single can't. church. And it, Who it, are those people? It made me sad, and I was bummed. No, it's, it makes me angry. Yeah. It's evil. Yeah. And, and I want them set free, the pastors who are, who are captivated. I want, I, I, want, I want America to awaken. I want it all to happen. But I know this. My frustration is not going to be as effective as my prayer. God, open their hearts to open their church. The fervent, faithful prayers of a righteous man, righteous man accomplish great things. The anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. Yeah, I am angry, but that doesn't do me any good, Charlie. But I'm frustrated. Isn't it faith without works is dead? It is. So are these people's faith dead? Pray that they would awaken. I, I do. Amen. Jesus but, is at but the right hand but of the But they, they're supposed to be saved, these pastors in Portland, right? So why are they not doing any? I'm, I'm wrestling with this in I, real time. I, I know you are. I so I look are. at this where I'm getting death threats. I'm getting chased around the yeah. country. I got secular people fighting harder for their ability to open. Uh, exactly. That's, and, that's the part that gets me the most. So, but here's the thing, Ryan. When I say I doubt their faith, I do. I, I'm, maybe that's not the right thing for me to say, but explain to me how I'm supposed to explain to the secular world why they believe what they believe. 
Yeah. Because there's atheists out there that actually are fighting harder to open up the church than the pastors are. Yeah. I'll, I'll encourage you with this. Because I'm not alone in that belief. I understand. You know the story about Gideon. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Gideon is, is to go to battle, and God whittles it down. They're already outnumbered, and he whittles it down to 300. Mm-hmm. And they win. And they win. However, God said, if you're afraid, go home. And they all went home. The lion's share of them went home. After Gideon won the first battle, God let him come back. Sometimes, I mean, they're... they're no, that's, we, I, for I for got a it, long yeah. time in America, we have become enamored with thinking a church is successful by building, buildings, budgets, and baptisms, the three Bs. And, and yet, we're responsible for liberty and freedom. We're, we're responsible for, for transforming culture. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've never owned more real estate, had more attendance, and, and been so irrelevant. To the point where the government would declare the church is non-essential. And the church believes itself to be non-essential. No, yeah, they argue in favor of it. They argue in favor of it. They roll over. And yet, the people out there that are standing... Do you remember, did you see the woman, uh, was it in um, uh, Iowa? No, no, Ohio. Where she she didn't wear a mask at a football game, and they tased her. And And then they they restrained her. Do you know what's amazing? Not one person on the left says, that's police brutality. No. (laughs) But here's the sad part. Nobody in the stand stood in her defense. That's right. It's almost as though America is paralyzed by fear. Mm-hmm. And, and who's the only one that declares God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind? How will they know unless someone tells them? And, and how effective is a message not to be afraid when you're afraid to open and the only way you can speak is but behind? But it's not, it's not just afraid to open. There's some pastors that email me and they say, well, my congregation will let me open. They'll revolt. Yeah. No, it's both ways, though. It's like, I kind of want to, but I blame my congregation. The feared man is it. a snare. Man. The feared man is a snare. I used to have, I, I used to have a coach that you know, said... But I, I, I'm really struggling with this. Why do the secular people, why are they okay with opening more than the Christians? I don't get it. Why is Home Depot cool with opening? Why, when I fly United Airlines from Chicago to Phoenix... We are packed in like sardines, sardines. Recirculating, recirculating air. Next, air. I got people slobbering over me. And you're allowed to take your mask off. No, and eat. they keep the masks off, okay? And yeah. by the way, there's people asleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like this, <laughs> cashed out with the mask around their chin. Right. Right? So the, everyone's air is everyone's air there. Exactly. And yet, we're cool with that? Yeah, because we've got to save the corporations, right? We don't have to save the churches. And so I know it might not be, you know, correct orthodoxy, but... Man, I do not, there's something that is not computing for me. Truly, it is a, I don't know, I, maybe it's not for me to judge, but it is for me to just question. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King said when, when the pastors in Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, I believe it was, said to him, you know, you're on the wrong side of history because you're in prison. And his response to those pastors was, no, you're on the wrong side of history because you're not in prison with me. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it cost him a great deal He's remembered. Name one. Name for me one of those pastors that who were defending the antebellum who, who South. Who were yeah. dan- defending the antebellum South? You no. can't name no. them. And 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 th- they're going to be discarded into the ash heap of history, forever forgotten. Now they may have done one some good things in the course of the ministry, and touched certain lives. But the ones who transformed the culture are the ones that would stand now. Yeah. So. 
so here's here's my test now and i agree that we should have grace with all this but i'm just going to be that was my honest yeah, i got it and that's how i am and, and and my job is to just soften it and you're you're I'm a pastor trying. i'm i'm i and i also i get and i have to stop myself from this i get a little bitter when i travel the country so much and i'm fighting for all this stuff and i just got pastors that are just kept bringing in the tithes and building the buildings you sound like elijah yeah, well, that's yeah, my humanity. I'm the only one who hasn't bowed my knee to Baal. There's, well, I'm there's not, a lot more. I'm not that. saying I'm the only one. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that I, I am growing weary of these pastors that say they contend for these things when they don't. And it's. Can I encourage you and everyone else out there mm-hmm. with that same heart? Because I'm in the boat with you. All right? Mm-hmm. One man and God constitutes a majority. And, and your discouragement has no bearing on God's victory. When you stand, you become a vessel of righteousness. You're an instrument in his hand. You get to witness one of the most exciting periods in American history. That's for sure. One in nine Americans fought in the Revolutionary War. They were remembered. When they would look back, and there's going to be people who are going to want to take credit, and they're going to come after the war's over. But Charlie, everyone who's standing with you now, we have the privilege and the joy to watch God move on behalf of those who would stand and show himself strong like he did for Gideon. Yeah. Don't be discouraged. Don't be bitter. Hey, they're going to miss an opportunity of a lifetime. And they're going to look at their kids and say, no, I didn't march with Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. But, but didn't you live there? Weren't you? At, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't on that side of it. And they make up a story and then they have to live with the lie. Or they can say, I remember 2020. I remember when they came to steal the Republic. I remember when they were shooting officers in the street and they were implementing Marxist ideals and the churches were shut and the governors were unifying to destroy America. I I remember that and I stood in defiance and I was fined and I was put in jail and I, 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 I went to 40 states in 20 days or whatever and I was exhausted. And I did it because I wanted you to have a future, son. Mm-hmm. I look at my kids and I look at my grandkids even now, and someday I'm going to look at my great-grandkids. And my head's going to hit that pillow with joy because I know I'm doing everything I can for their future. Yeah. I have no regret. They're the losers. I, I, I hear you. It's not me I'm worried about. I'm worried about the country because if those people, if at some point, the, the the numbers have got have got to tilt. I, I I find comfort in what you're saying. I do. It's um, it's been definitely a learning moment though. So here's to, that's a nice transition. So we, the church has really been tested this year. Would yeah, you agree? Absolutely. More so than last year, or the year before that, or the year before that, or the year before that. So we have an election. So some of these churches say we don't do politics. We've yep. been through that. Yeah, but oh. but politics are going to do them. Well, that's interesting. Okay, no politics. Okay, stay shut down. Okay. But they go march for BLM. Oh, yeah. But the ones that march for BLM, when they're called out, they say, don't worry. I'll be with you on the abortion thing. Yeah. Sure you, you me, will. abortion. Yeah, you march for BLM even though they, they're supported by Planned Parenthood. And and they call demonic spirits in the streets yeah, and all and, sorts of things. And, and Planned Parenthood wipes out the black community. Forty percent of the abortions are on the black community. But you're, you're Yeah, you're, destroy you're, the you're Western prescribed yeah. nuclear family. But yeah. we got it, right? Yeah, you're yeah. with us with you're abortion. With us. Okay. I got it, yeah. Guess what? We have a chance to end abortion in our I know. country. In, in our lifetime, I, yeah. Right now. Exactly. Right here, right now. Battle lines drawn. What's the marching orders for us? Yeah. Every church should mobilize every congregant 
in a way we've never seen for a grassroots push. I'm wearing the Amy Coney Barrett shirt right now. I love it. You guys can see it. I think are this is the. Are you prophetic on this one? Because I, I, yeah, that's pretty cool. I just got to tell you. It's kind of cool. So it's actually off of the notorious RBG yeah, thing. RBG. We're kind of playing off of it. Yeah. ACB RBG. Here you go, guys, right here. What up? TPUSA.com slash shop. You guys can get a copy of it. Um, she's amazing. She's a woman of faith. Yeah. I've, I've read about her. She's, she's remarkable. Adopted two kids. Yep. Special needs, I think, one of them. Uh, yeah, and I think also another from Haiti. Yeah. Unbelievable. The incredibly pro-life. Yeah. I mean, you cannot think for a better person for the church to rise up. To end, to end the holocaust and the slaughter of the unborn. 60 million people. 60 million people. Babies in their mother's womb. And you're telling me you have compassion? You believe in the scriptures when the Bible says you've been fearfully and wonderfully made, knitted together in your mother's womb before you were born. I knew you. Jeremiah something, yeah. It's all there. Uh, uh, John the Baptist leapt in the womb when he was in the presence of Jesus in the womb with Elizabeth and Mary. They were both named in the womb. These aren't blobs of tissue. These are human beings. What's amazing is that before ultrasound, before our understanding, yep. the Bible is articulating life beginning at conception. Exactly. That's what's really incredible. That was knitted, before we had any of the technology. Knitted together is the picture of a DNA. It, it, that's, it's like a knitting thing. It's just so cool. Everything about it. No God other, knew. Yeah, no other religious text gets even close nope. to the scientific prophecy, the earth being round, germ theory, all of that is articulated in the Bible. It's amazing. So now, let's just have a little bit of grace, everything we talked about before. But if you're watching this, and your pastor stays silent on the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett, whoa. Yeah. What's your take on it? Uh, Now's the time than ever, louder than ever, yeah. in the streets. This is our moment. Yeah. You, you, you go ahead and you sit with all of the, the German pastors with Adolf Hitler as the Jews are going off to Auschwitz. And you sit and you're in agreement because he's going to allow your church to re remain open and your pensions to be secured. And then Dietrich Bonhoeffer and Martin Niemöller say, well, we're concerned about the soul of Germany. And Hitler says, you leave that to me. And all those pastors scooted away from Niemöller and Bonhoeffer because church was a business. And they were not concerned with liberty. They were not concerned with life. They were concerned with comfort. They weren't leaders. They weren't shepherds. They were hirelings, and they were complicit and complacent. And God is saying, now's the time to stand. And if you're a shepherd, lead your people. Lead them. Otherwise, you're going to have to give an accounting, because as a shepherd, I have to tell you, you, you are far more accountable than the congregants in your church. God holds you to a higher standard. He, he, he says you have to come with two or three witnesses to accuse a pastor. But when, when it's proven, you have a public repentance, and, and, and the cost is greater. You're given more favor, but the cost is greater when you fail. And you are entrusted with the living, breathing Word of God that brings life, liberty, and you, you were entrusted to rightly divide that. And if you fail, both in your verbally rightly dividing it in your, in your studies and your life, and compromise that message for those entrusted by you to serve, be careful. This is critical. This is it, right? You get to save babies. Stand up. Stand up. And also the church. 
Oh, look at Calvary Chapel versus Las Vegas. Yeah, John Roberts decided to go to the other the opposition. Yeah. You get Amy Coney Barrett. She'll definitely say the church oh, yeah. is essential. Yeah, yeah. You, you, no, no, no. No, we're not going to open the casino. We're going to open the church. The church gets to that's, open. That's, Amy, that's, that's Amy Coney yeah, Barrett's perspective. Yeah, yeah let's, get, let's get back to being normal. That's Neil Gorsuch's perspective. Yes. That's Brett Kavanaugh's perspective. Yes. The Justice League, as yeah. we're going to call him. The Justice League. I love that. With and, President Trump. Oh, but wait, wait. Tell me about President Trump. We don't like his tweets. We don't like his tweets. And, and he's been three times married and twice divorced. And, and he, he... Oh, okay. If yeah, you, that's called that's called virtue we, signaling. We secure this justice. Yeah, you have three constitutional liberty. I love it. I mean, with the guy who is never supposed to be president who came down the escalator. Yeah, if that does not motivate you to do stuff you've never done to get him reelected, man, you enjoy the liberty that established by these folks who are fighting for it, but you won't defend it. <laughs> what are you going to tell your kids and your grandkids? But they, but they don't care about it. some of these people. Uh. Don't, they, they don't. I, I think it's deeper than that. I just I, I don't know if it's deeper. I just think it's they'll they'll tell their their kids and grandkids a lie because they're living a lie. Then they have to live with that, and that's not pleasant. But I, I I know that. But I'm not okay with them living. I want a country, yeah, that preserves life and preserves liberty. You'll reap what you sow. I agree with that. I do. So your Mondays you're hearing, yeah. We'll pray for you. I got to tell you something. I, I I'm grateful for the prayers. I have a total peace because of the prayers. It doesn't make any sense why I should be at such peace. It doesn't. I, I could lose my house. I could, I could go to jail. Like IRS. Audit. I mean, they can mess with you. I, I've gone down the whole list. But i got to tell you this one thing. There's nothing that they can take from me that I haven't already given to God. Mm. And there's nothing that they could take from me that compares to what liberty means to me on behalf of my kids, my grandkids, and generations to come. Amen. There is, there is such a joy in that, Charlie, that I wish every pastor in the country would realize the significance of what it does to your heart when you can look your kids in the eyes and say, I want you to be free. And every business, everything should just, if everyone opened their doors at once, they everyone, couldn't arrest you They at can't all. stop us. And you know that this whole thing is a farce. Now stand. It's the call to action. Yeah. They shut down our country, the virus, race riots. Mm -hmm. But now there's two things left. Mm -hmm. There's a confirmation fight. <laughs> That's going to be hilarious. And an election. Yeah. They're going to be... The, the 2020 is not done yet, everybody. No, no, no. And, and, and despite all my frustration, I'm not slowing down. And we still, there's got to be an October surprise in there with something. Yeah, we're still in September. I know. Are they going to launch another virus? What are they going to do? I mean... TBD. TBD. For ACB. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom at CharlieKirk.com, everybody. TPUSA.com to get involved with Turning Point USA. If you guys want to get a ACB shirt, ACB. show us your subscribe. Subscribe to the Charlie Kirk Show. Screenshot it. Email it to us at freedom at charliekirk.com. Fill the seat. Confirm the justice. Open your church. Open your church. Let's go to the open your church first and then go to the other part. Okay. Open your church. Yeah. Fill that seat. Fill the seat, yeah. <laughs> fill the seat so you can open your church, but still open your church yeah, first. Yeah, Do yeah. it anyway. Amen. Then fill the seat. And, and let's win the election. That's, and then let's win the election. That's the right, third thing, right? right? right. Yeah, yeah. In that order. Open yeah. the church, fill the seat, win the election. Yeah. Amen. Email us, freedom at charliekirk.com. God bless you guys. God bless you, everybody.